Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 119. It is Thursday today. Still chilly, still cold, and absolutely beautiful here in Cincinnati. We got a tiny bit more snow this morning, so it feels like everything got freshened up and looks crisp and white. I arrive with all these ideas moving and swirling in my space, and I'm going to try to (laughs) land it in a way that makes sense and that will be fun and playful for today. Um, so, yeah, let's let's just see where it goes. Here are some of the, I guess, themes or nuggets that were moving in my meditation time this morning that I feel are like threads that will sort of weave together into a tapestry today. So one was this idea of upper limits. Um, I read from The Great Leap by Gay Hendricks last week, and in that book he also describes the idea that we self-sabotage ourselves. When we have expansion and we are zooming along and everything's going great and all, all the areas of our life feel like they're in harmony and we're happy and we're abundant, because we're not used to that feeling of feeling so good, we'll create some subconsciously will create some sort of thing that will bring us back down to the amount of joy and love that we are comfortable feeling. So if we are used to living in chaos, we'll be happy for a little bit and then we'll create something that'll bring us back into chaos. If we are used to making a certain income or having our relationships feel a certain level of joy, when it gets to be too much money or too much joy, something will happen that'll bring us back down to that comfortable place. So because it's subconscious, we don't realize we're doing it. So it would be like you get sick or you have an accident or, um, you know, depending on how much of an upper limit you create, you lose your job or you, you leave a relationship or, you know, there's so many things that we can call towards us energetically that then drop us back to where we feel more comfortable. And so he calls it an upper limit with specific resources in his book about how you can dissolve that upper limit, how you can learn to just gracefully keep expanding. You don't have to self-sabotage. You don't have to bump back down. You just keep stretching and growing and becoming more comfortable with how much more you're holding, how much more you're allowing. And so there's just this graceful movement of more and more. You can feel the shift in the way I'm describing it. And in that expansion, you know, we still take pauses. We still, right, we breathe through it and, 
and we ground our energy and we settle into how it feels to not have as much chaos or not have as much deception or as much um, turmoil and and we we get comfortable with that and then as we feel more comfortable at that level we can stretch again and we can expand some more and so the upper limits aren't even a thing anymore you're just constantly evolving into more and more beauty and more and more amazingness so even though he calls it an upper limit to me it feels horizontal it's like a sideways limit it's almost like you have this tight little bubble around I'll use myself as an example so I used to have this tight little bubble around myself I would control everything in my life I would make sure everybody was where they needed to be everything would be in this rigid round space I could see and know and track everything and then when something would stretch right to the edges of my bubble I'd shrink back in again and what I have learned over time is how to keep expanding my space becoming bigger, receiving more, more time, more play, more money, more love, more adventures, more joy, and then stabilizing and then receiving, allowing more. And so it's this horizontal stretching out. As I was just thinking through this upper limit idea what came to mind were the words glass ceiling and I was thinking how that's the same idea as what Gay Hendricks talks about glass ceiling in the corporate world is from what I understand of it it's this belief that for women and minorities there are limitations on how much you can move up the ladder you know advance in your um, recognition of your work and in your seniority and in your pay you know in your management like you can only reach a certain level because there's this glass ceiling that you bump against and then it makes you come back down and what I was pondering was you know glass ceiling implies that the and I'll use men and women just as an example that the men are sitting on top of the glass ceiling the women are sitting underneath tapping on it waiting for the men to open up a little hole so the women can walk through what that looks like to me is you know it's it's a victimization that's not the right word really with an upper limit the way Gay Hendricks describes it the person who is experiencing the upper limit is the one in control of moving through and dissolving that upper limit what feels off to me about the glass ceiling is the belief by the people underneath the ceiling that the ones on top of the ceiling have any control over them have any um, ability to keep the ceiling closed because really anybody if you use that same image anyone who is underneath the glass ceiling determined to get through is going to hammer and break at that glass until it cracks and shatters and then what happens is the people sitting on the glass ceiling will fall down to the floor underneath because the person on the ladder hammered so hard it broke the floor and then what was the floor above the ceiling below looking up it broke it and the people above fell down this is what the Me Too movement seems to have started. You know, we are, we are hammering from 
what looks like underneath the ceiling, but is actually the floor of a level above it and bringing those people down a notch. The ones who thought they had the power have been knocked down off the pedestal. And the one underneath who's tapping at the ceiling can now extend the ladder and climb a little higher. But the only way that shifted is because the person underneath the glass ceiling started hammering at it. They took control. They were the ones who determined, I'm not going to play this way anymore. I'm going to start hammering at the glass and guess what? I'll break it because I'm ready for that shift. So it matches what Gay Hendricks is saying. We individually determine the expansion of our journeys. We determine if we're going to dissolve the glass ceiling. We determine if we're going to break the upper limit. We are the ones in full control of our experiences and there's no one who has that authority or domination over us unless we give them that power. So if we're sitting, for example, underneath a glass ceiling and we're looking at it and we're going, it's glass, it's so thick. I see the person up there and why can't I get through? And, and we have all these stories and beliefs. I can't go anywhere else. I can't work anywhere else. I can't see any other options. This is the only option for me. This is the only place. This is, you know, we limit ourselves. We put ourselves in that tight little box. Like I used to have myself in that tight little circle. We believe that that's true because we keep telling ourselves that. And it's simply not true. There is always choice. There's always choice. We can always leave a job. We are able to choose to have different experiences. We can choose to leave unhealthy situations, unhealthy relationships, unhealthy homes. We can choose to create healthier bodies. We can choose to change the thoughts in our minds. Like we have choice over all of these experiences. So as I was pondering all of that, <laughs> it took me back to Adam and Eve, <laughs> which is where it all started according to the books, right? So the stories, it all started. Everything comes back to Adam and Eve. I had someone say that to me once and it was hysterical. He was like, it all comes back to Adam and Eve. <laughs> and it was like he took every single thing that had ever happened in the history of the universe and brought it back to these two people known as Adam and Eve. And so it feels fun just to play with the story for a moment. And this is my exploration. So what resonates, keep it. What doesn't, don't. When we look at the story of Adam and Eve, there's this beautiful paradise, Garden of Eden. It couldn't be more perfect. Everything you've ever wanted. And Adam and Eve are just enjoying it all until this little snake comes along. The snake, snake represents transformation. That is the image, the um, vibration, the definition of the animal totem of a snake. It's transformation. So the snake comes along, not to the man, but to the woman. It says to the woman, this is Viv's version of the story. <laughs> the snake comes to the woman and says, Oh, wise woman, oh, you very wise feminine energy who sees so much with your intuition that you trust. Would you like to expand what your experience of this human physical journey is? <laughs> and so the woman says, Why, yes, this is getting kind of boring to have every single thing I've ever wanted. What do you suggest I do? And the snake says, a red apple. Would you like to take a bite of my red apple? Right? <laughs> Why not? What else would the snake say? Do you want to do cartwheels? 
the snake says, have a bite of a red apple. And so the woman is like, it's that easy? I get to have a bite of a delicious crisp fruit? Are you serious? That's all I have to do to transform my entire life? I have to eat healthy? Of course I can have an apple. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> so she takes a bite of the apple and realizes everything she's looking at is an illusion. It's not actually paradise. There's all kinds of stuff that's happening that she's not aware of. Oh, and the man thinks that she came from him. She's not her own energetic entity. And so the woman decides this isn't working and she tries to explain it to the man. And the man says, what have you done? You have ruined paradise. It used to be beautiful. And now you have told me that there's problems. I don't want to look at the problems. I don't want to believe in all of that. <laughs> Do you see how we can change stories so easily in our mind? And so the man says, you have ruined it all. It is your fault. It is your fault. You are the evil one. <laughs> and so the woman feels ashamed that she has done this terrible thing. She ate a fruit and listened to a snake that told her that maybe there was more to know. And she saw that there was more to know. And she tried to share that there was more to know. And the man didn't understand it. And he blames her. So she feels terrible. So the woman <sighs> takes all the suffering, takes all the blame. And the man tells her how wrong she is. And he gets control. And so the energy of the feminine and the masculine is formed. And we play with it. We've played with it for ages, for ages. We have played with this idea of who's at fault and who's to blame and who's right and who's wrong and who did it first and who listened to the snake anyway. <laughs> and so here we are in the year 2019 with this idea that I keep holding for all of us of a new earth, one that is based on love. And so I say, let's dissolve this old story that anyone's wrong, that anyone's to blame. What if it's simply just a story and now we're writing a new chapter? So perhaps the new chapter is that snake that once went to the woman now comes to the man and says, dude, <laughs> Oh, you masculine. <laughs> I have a fruit for you too. Do you want a piece of a pear? Do you want a bite of a, an orange? <laughs> let's, see, let's see what transformation is possible for you. What if it's an orange? The orange represents joy. Joy. Citrus is about joy and sunshine. What if the snake of transformation offers the masculine joy with no shame, with no guilt, with no blame, just this pure gift of an orange. And the woman who's been through the whole journey, who said yes to the snake centuries ago, can just sit back and go, Adam, dude, have a bite of the orange. It's going to be delicious. What if you bring joy into the world? What if, what if your choice to say yes to this next adventure brings something incredible into the journey that we're all taking together? And so the man, the man has the choice. Can I play a different game? Can I step out of what I know? It's all story. It's all a story, and we are the ones writing it. We are the ones, like I was for so long, sitting in a tight little bubble going, I have to control everything. I have to keep it all the same. I have to stay with what's familiar. Knowing there's going to be an upper limit that's going to bop me right back down to earth if I decide to stretch too big or shine too brightly. And I'm telling you, dissolve 
the upper limit. You have the choice to do it. Nobody else, nobody decides for you. I have the choice to dissolve my upper limits. I have the choice to believe in all that is possible and continue expanding horizontally. I have the choice to tap at any glass ceilings I believe might exist above my head. To tap at the glass ceilings and then just move to the side so the people who I believe are above can fall down to the floor and no more pedestals, no more people above and people below. Everyone on the same horizontal, beautiful platform, expanding, becoming more, rewriting the old stories, allowing the transformation to happen with bliss, with beauty, with joy. I call the story rewriting Adam and Eve. <laughs> because we can. <laughs> uh, so good. Thank you for tuning in to today's vibration. Let's take this message of pure love out into all of our communities and continue expanding love here on Gaia. So much love from my heart to yours.